blood it can't process and for some reason it goes into your cartilage um so you, you, the the crystals go into your cartilage which is why you have like things like arth arthritic kind of right. feeling um yeah. is why it's on the foot and stuff but it's it's to do with diet um so so apparently to do with gout you got to like eat cherries there's like unique there's unique products that yeah. sort it out um, i'm a firm believer that you are what you eat though right so if you're going to be eating really unhealthy and having a healthy diet that reflects on your, your body i don't think it's quite you are what you eat but it is like what you eat definitely determines how your body and ends up reacting and over time you end up kind of putting stuff in there that kind of causes like terrible things so i've got to i just got to review this you know like top to bottom yeah. like what is the consumption yeah. how am i going to solve that that's going to be important anyway we're talking about gout folks we're talking about gout <laughs> and serious illness. Exactly. <laughs> happy friday everybody um listen we're live everybody so welcome to brain food live on air it is episode 192 bringing it to you every week no fail i am uh, broadcasting this live from hong kong is why it's a dark skyline and i know it's like uh 12 o'clock midday for you folks in the uk one o'clock folks in europe uh, and i think some of the early birds in the US, thank you for waking up early in order to do this show as well. Um, very excited to have this show with you. Of course, it is uh, recruiter use cases for chat GPT-2. Um, we had such a huge uh, response to the last week, uh, the last time we ran this topic. Uh, we broke all records in terms of numbers of people watching live, concurrent lives as well. It was crazy. It was obvious that we had to run a part two. And to be honest with you, we're going to run a part uh, three as well as we go forward. So I've got an idea what part three should be. And I'll, I'll let you know what that is at the end of the day, uh, at the end of the show. Anyway, really good to have you all on here. So why don't we just kick off, do some sound checks, first of all. Um, what am I, I actually don't think I can hear myself. So can everyone hear me okay? Um, let me know if you hear, hear me and see uh, Christine as well um, on screen. Um, if you can hear us on Crowdcast, please let us know. Um, we should be broadcasting this live on LinkedIn as well. So if you can hear and see us on LinkedIn, do let us know there as well. We had about 500 people watch it on LinkedIn last time. It's crazy. Um, so, yeah, okay, people sound great. Thank you very much, Pietro. Appreciate that. Just quickly checking LinkedIn because I need that on my uh, phone. Yeah, I think that's okay. Cool. All right. We're also broadcasting this on Twitter and Facebook as well. We had 300 people watching on Twitter, would you believe? Crazy. Amazing. Um, last week. Anyway, um, we're with Christine. Mm, Christine, how are you? Good to see you, of yeah, course. Not too bad. I think everyone's very shocked about your bathrobe situation. They're calling you the Hugh Hefner of recruitment. The, the, I'm, in a, I'm in the Hyatt and I've actually got laundry. <laughs> my, my, my clothes are in the laundry, which you know I've got to get out of here tomorrow because obviously with my hospital situation, my mum yeah. is in hospital, by the way. It's like not major, major, but this is the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm in this hotel at this point. Um, but yeah, I've had laundry done and basically I, i've got nothing else um it's just, you have to just deal with it folks uh, <laughs> it's friday night after all exactly it's friday evening you know give me some slack 
Um, all right, let's. Um, what do we got to do? We have got to. We got to thank our sponsors, don't we? We have to thank our sponsors, folks, because without our sponsors that come in every week um, and really help us uh, kind of set the show on the road, we're not able to, uh, to, to 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 run it without their support. So um, today, I'm pleased to say um, it is one of our regular sponsors. It is MetaView. They're going to come on. In fact, Sal's going to come on. He's going to tell us all about MetaView. And here's the good news, by the way. I just found this out didn't find out but stephanie reminded me earlier today when i had a chat with her the sal is the like a new dad for the second time um oh, yes. he's just a welcomed a, a second baby uh, to the family yeah. and yet he's still gonna come on uh to do uh the show with us which is gonna be amazing so let's get sal on board um and he can come and tell us about uh his new uh, addition to the family um as well as um talk to us a little bit about metaview Here he is. This, um, this audio on my end, I think, is still weird. I'm not sure whether I'm actually hearing it through my headphones. Yeah. There he is. Hey, folks. Hey. Sal, how are you? Congratulations. Congratulations, mate. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> a, week old, news, a, week old, uh, a week old today. She was born a week and, and a week and one hour ago she was born. So amazing exactly. amazing stuff and how, how are you coping sal are you you're, you're a pro at being a dad these days aren't you i mean uh, in, in your in your stride or, or what is it nightmares well, returned or, or how's it i was uh i was a shell of a i was a shell of a human being for a, for a couple of months after the first one but this one so far seems to be a bit more chill so we'll oh, see amazing amazing stuff you well, bring them on sometimes yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they were AI generated, if they were AI generated, I'd bring them on. But these, these, are, they, these are actual, they? actually human generated humans. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, a bit old fashioned these days, Sal. But you know, uh, this is how it goes. Um, anyway, Sal, um, thank you so much for joining. I know you got loads of things, and you're going to come back and do the demo with us as well, and, and hang around for a rest. But why don't you tell us all about MetaView? Uh, what is it all about? Why should people care about it? Yeah, we'll do. Cheers. Uh, so yeah, hey folks, I'm Sile, as Hung uh, uh, and Christine mentioned, one of the co-founders at MetaView. Uh, really pumped to be sponsoring this episode. Uh, big fan of the community, also a bit of a contributor, and especially pumped about this episode because of the focus on, on GPT, which we'll, you'll see more about and how that's relevant to our product in, in, in a, later in the show. Um, MetaView broadly is a, is a leading interview intelligence platform. So we enable you to take control of your interview process. Uh, what this means is higher quality, higher velocity hiring, especially, uh, you know, at the moment, quality is key. Um, it all comes down to we record and transcribe your interviews for you. So you actually have an understanding as a recruiter or recruiting leader um, of what is actually happening in this key part of your hiring process. This massive dependency you have uh, in your ability to hire great teams is uh, all those interviews that occur. So uh, we've got amazing customers like Plio, Brex, Catawiki, Shopify, and a bunch more. Uh, we have an incredible 90% uh, user, that's both recruiter and interviewer satisfaction rating among our users, five-star reviews on G2. Uh, and most importantly, we really move those, those needles that matter. So uh, our customers enjoy a 30% improved time to offer and a 16% improved offer acceptance rate. Um, so yeah, all about quality and speed of that process and interviews, it turns out, I think we all knew all along, but now we're starting to see the evidence for it are really a key component of that. So your ability to sort of affect them really matters. Uh, yeah. Last thing, uh, Hung sort of mentioned it, especially pumped to be sponsoring this episode. 
uh, because we've just launched the game-changing feature that is actually powered by GPT. Uh, it's called AI Notes, uh, whereby we provide recruiters and interviewers with automatically summarized notes of what happened in the conversation you just completed with a candidate. Um, been getting incredible feedback from both recruiters and interviewers, uh, legitimately hearing phrases like life-changing and game-changer, uh, nothing I would improve, that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, really, really sort of uh, helping folks focus much more on running a great conversation rather than just being a scribe. Um, so yeah, really being that human sort of relationship-focused recruiter as opposed to that transactional, let me note down what you said and then pass that on to the hiring manager, which is a, a massive transition that a lot of our customers want to make. Yeah, and it's about being in the moment, is it? I mean, one of the things about candidate experience is that you have to be present with the candidate. Um, yeah. I remember actually my last my last ever recruitment call as a recruitment agent. Here's a little story for you. Mm. Um, I was so hungover that day um, <laughs> that I I was like, I was not able to have a conversation with a candidate with my full presence, but I was so experienced as a recruiter, I was able to ask questions in order to trigger a response so I could get a little bit of shut eye as I was on the call. Um, <laughs> and it was one of those where, okay, I sleep for two seconds, give him a question, and then he'd respond. And I did all this, executed the call, I thought it was all right. Um, but then I kind of had a moment of triumph. I thought, yeah, I really got away with that. But then I had a realization. I said, you know what, Hong, what you've done there is that you've absolutely disrespected that candidate. Yeah. Um, because you you weren't there at yeah, 5%. Yeah. You, you weren't even like yeah. physically in good shape. So you disrespected your employer by being there. Um, and, and finally, you disrespected yourself. Like you literally rocked into this thing with low commit, 5% effort. Yes, you managed to get 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 sort of uh, execute the situation because you were so experienced, but you checked out mentally of this job. Mm -hmm. So I resigned immediately after that call. Um, wow. after, that re after that realization, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I thought, look, this is done. Yeah. Wow. You know, it's, it's over. It's over because of the disrespect I had for myself at that point. Um, and, and I think, you know, what you're saying there, Sal, is, you know what, stop the note taking, machine's going to do it for you, focus on the candidate and, and that conversation yeah. and find yeah. out what he or she really wants out of this job. Find out exactly what the motivators are, find out, you know, get that, get that quality human connection. And that candidate is going to walk away feeling, you know what, that's a good business. That's a good, that's a good recruiter. Um, and, and that is going to be the differentiator. Anyway, Sile, uh, wonderful to uh, to get you on the show. We're going to look forward to your demo as well. And also, you know, look forward to seeing generally from your, you know, your, your, your worldly experience, because you're an experienced technologist these days. So I'm sure you've also had a lot of thoughts about where, GPT and, and OpenAI and all of this new technology is going to take us. I mean, we've seen some incredible changes already. Bill Gates today has just said, look, this is going to change the world. I think a lot of us are kind of looking uh, along those lines also. So look forward to your input and contributions uh, at that point as well. Um, okay, Sal, um, I will see, we'll bring you back. Thanks for the, thank, thanks for the, uh, the, the uh, sponsor message, man. Cheers, folks. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Cool, cool. Good guy. And I was amazed that he's still able to do all of this uh, whilst he is now like, ma uh, like, <laughs> like he must be yeah. massively strange. Is it one of the problems we're working for? I think Sal does work more or less from home. Uh, he's got an office in town. But one of those things is that obviously you're always going to be on call with the family as well, aren't you? So, um, yeah. so yeah. Super. Anyway, check out uh, metaview.ai. Well, we're uh, having a look at. Okay, let's get on with the show, folks. Um, we're going to be talking about recruiting use cases firstly.
Um, so actually, before we bring people on, let's ask Christine, because Christine, you are still an active recruiter. Um, what has your experiments been with chat GPT to date? And don't be afraid yeah. to say nothing, you know, because I think most <laughs> people are still around the edges of this. Experimenting. You know? Yeah, no, I, because part of my role, and also on that active recruitment part, I have to leave a one on the dot. So if I just bounce off, it's because I've got a hiring meeting. Um, but on that, because my role is also encompassing things like social and, and welcome the team it's very helpful for internal calm so i'll put in there you know new starter in devops and this is the role that this is the what they're going to be doing this is where they come from it's just helping craft a, a really lovely intro message um and to be honest exactly in scenarios like you mentioned when i'm really tired or brain's just not really switching from a to b to writing content it's been incredible um but obviously from a recruitment context i've tried it with outreach um I, I still find, and I think this kind of leads to one of the blogs that you, um, you you mentioned this week in Brain Food, there's still bits that I still personally need to tweak because, you know, there's there's some bits of it that didn't read quite well. So I think the actual initial generation of the initial reach out message was great. I just put, okay, this is um, the candidate's like brief information. You know, how would you write a little outreach to it? Um, but what I found really cool is you can start having then conversations with it. Oh, can you change it to this? Uh, um, um, can you add quantum computing to the message? Can you add innovative? So like you kind of, it's learning from all your previous messages to then, you know, opt come up to the most optimized uh, message so that's all i've played with so far that's pretty deep i've got to be honest pretty deep i think i think when you get to the point where you're actually interacting with it and getting it to yeah. do more and, and literally having a literally having a conversation i mean that's what yeah. it is yeah, um yeah. that's when you're getting get the juice out of it um so um so yeah i mean i've not actually got to that stage myself i'm at the very very shallow level where it's about producing the draft copy of something um yeah. and uh and and i think you can just copy and paste that and make it use something but there's been yeah. other people i've been deeply experimental yeah. with it um yeah. including people Great. like irena for instance who was actually mm -hmm. meant to be on these shows but she was on holiday most of the time i think she just mm -hmm. come back and i'm now in a different part of the world but um um uh, she's done some really amazing things uh but anyway let's bring on some of our guests they're going to tell us about how they've done things and like i say no one's an expert we're all just experimenting we're all just going to show yeah. these experiments um, and then we'll see how we go. So I can see Marcel actually on active on the chat stream. So let's bring Marcel on. Um, haven't seen Marcel for a while, actually. That would be nice to, for, to see. Um, we have Alara, of course, who's doing a role switch. She's going to come on and tell us about, you know, what kind of experiments she's been running. And I believe Natalia is here as well. Let me see if I can find Natalia. Oh, dear. Oh, so there's like six Natalias. Uh, here wow. we go. <laughs> like, uh, actually, thank you, Natalia. Has actually got her second name in there, which is perfect. And there's Marcel. There he is. Good to see you. Hello, sir. Long hello. Long time no see. Great to see you, mate. Um, Marcel, as your first on screen, why don't you quickly introduce yourself? Who are you? What it is you do? Uh, I'm Marcel. I'm a sourcing trainer. Uh, I do a lot of sourcing also. Still myself. I have a company called Clickwork, just a Dutch company, and I have a platform called sourcingtrain.com. 
Fantastic stuff. And you should make you can make yourself available for all of those things. Just follow Marcel. I just shared linked his LinkedIn URL there. Just make sure you follow him and he's able to uh, distribute a lot of his content on LinkedIn and also his Facebook group as well. Uh, share the link to your Facebook group in the in the chat, Marcel. Make sure people are aware of that. Yeah. Um, okay, that's Natalia. Natalia, I don't think we've ever met before, but um, wonderful to see you. Um, can you quickly introduce yourself? Who are you? What it is you do? Uh, hello, great to be here. So thank you for, for the invitation. So uh, I'm Natalia. I'm a, a talent sourcer and I'm supporting Rogers Communications, which is a telco company uh, based out of Canada. Uh, yeah, so I can witness, you know, the sunrise right, right away. So hello to my folks from the north. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Great to see you, Natalia. And I think Allah is here, but unfortunately not on screen. I don't know why that is. Um, Allah, I'm going to actually remove you and then you can come back um, and we'll see what happens, okay? Um, Allah, of course, all of you know, regular on the show, but she's always like kind of doing the co-host thing, um, which means that she uh, basically, we're not able to see the, the real work she does, which is actually some fantastic <laughs> stuff. So uh, hence we have a, a swap of scenery today. Um, okay, I have invited you again, Allah, so waiting for you. Uh, What's happening there? Why is she minimized? Is that is that because I've run out of money? Maybe. Uh, have you invited possible? her back? I don't know. Um, look, Ala, can you say something? Uh, yes. Can you okay. hear me? You, you are here. disembodied, but I think this happened last time. It might it might might be something to do with a camera switch or something. Um, I wonder whether you could fiddle with the. Um, the things a little bit and see what's what. Um, but in the meantime, we're going to assume uh, we, we can't actually see you on screen. So it'd be wonderful to see you on screen if you can do that. Um, but let's go to Marcel firstly. Uh, Marcel, uh, you've been super active in the group, uh, the most active uh, recruiting group, by the way. Share the link to that group as well into the chat stream, somebody. Yeah, uh, so I, did, I, did, I did it already. You did it already. Amazing. Tell us about ChatGPT. What have you been doing with it, Marcel? What have you find particularly useful in terms of a, a use case, you think, uh, now that you've done some experimentations with it? Um, some research uh, for skills, titles, uh, synonyms of titles, synonyms of skills, explanation of it. Um, just put a job description into ChatGPT and ask it to find keywords where you can find keywords. Diversity search, uh, list of universities, uh, first names of women, men, um, write responses to emails, LinkedIn messages. And I also experimented with Sapier because you have a good connection with Sapier. So you can have a type form um, uh, connection in, put it in Sapier, and then uh, could it connect it with uh, OpenAI and push it out to email or whatever you have. Oh, that last example sounds really interesting. I mean, it sounds like you've done a lot of experimentation, Marcel, and a lot of the things you're talking about. I mean, it's it's, it's it already looks like it's something that's going to change a lot of the work that recruiters uh, have traditionally done. Um, and and I, I'm kind of detecting that the the naysayers are starting to recede a little bit, like every every day, um, because it's becoming increasingly obvious that actually 
this is going to make a huge change to our to our work and everyone's work to be honest not just recruiters it's everyone's jobs uh, and the knowledge work uh, space is is uh, is going to be a big game changer here so we're going to talk about i think the zapier uh, example uh, i think is worth chewing over but let's say hello to ala first thanks for uh, getting on screen, Ala. I don't know what what's going on there, but wonderful to see you. Um, uh, why don't you quickly introduce yourself? Who are you? What it is you do? Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Ala. I'm based in Amsterdam. I'm a still like hands-on sorcerer. I do trainings, work in gaming, enjoying it, and I'm I can't wait to share with you what I'm doing with ChatGPT right now. Amazing. Um, uh, okay, let's go before we go to you, uh, Ala. Let's go to you first, uh, Natalia. What have you been doing with ChatGPT? Like, what what's been most useful uh, for you in terms of your experiments you've done so far? Natalia, can you can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. So 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 go ahead. Yeah, perfect. So, like to me, uh, like ChatGPT is more like a Gutenberg printing press. So there is before and after. So I'm quite actively using it throughout the process, basically uh, in every single activity. So what I like most is ability to uh, analyze the text. For instance, you can put uh, through your uh, job description and just you know uh, analyze the sentiment. Uh, is uh, this uh, job description is gender neutral, inclusive, and it can explain even why yes, why not. So that was uh, a good one. Uh, second, for um, you know uh, interview questions, uh, interview questions are good, but what uh, ChatGPT can do. Um, basically it can uh, layer the scenarios. So, uh, okay, here's the uh, questions that you provided to me. Now uh, bring some scenarios. What would be a good answer for this question? So you teach yourself and you have some scenarios what to expect from the individuals and what you may not understand from, from the technologies. Uh, uh, one of the most mesmerizing things is just uh, when you can uh, input some text and uh, ask to apply the rules of this text uh, you know, um, for instance, uh, I put a job description, I put our company and I uh, like I prompted, um, OK, so here is uh, the information, uh, uh, the role uh, company uh, and right now, please apply Maslow hierarchy of needs and summarize based on Maslow hierarchy of needs. Uh, how these uh, needs will be met uh, at our company through the job description that I provided to you and it gave pretty good answer. And other thing is just a very simple one. Uh, but for instance, whenever you have a discussion with the hiring manager, sometimes you need to be very versed, you know, what, what is good for, for you? How good is your good? So for instance, what you can do, you can put uh, any, you know, technology, any skill, and then ask to, um, you know, uh, categorize the skill. So let's say uh, beginner, intermediate, and advanced level, and now provide the actual scenarios. What would be the beginner level, uh, the intermediate and advanced? And it helps, you know, tons of uh, time in terms of getting uh, on the same page with the hiring manager. So how good is your good? And uh, one thing that I discovered this week, um, I started using uh, more extensions uh, to, you know, uh, augment the overall experience with ChatGPT. Uh, I'm using right now uh, AIPRM uh, extension. So what it brings, you can record your prompts. 
So instead of, you know, we still have quite repetitive tasks, for instance, here's the job description, now take the basic skills, uh, explain, um, you know, these technologies or categorize the technologies. So you can record the whole scenario, what you want to do with that. And uh, everything will be performed just with one click. And that's actually cool. <laughs> Okay, that's amazing. What I want you to do, Natalia, um, is actually, if it's possible to screen share that, that would be wonderful to try and have a look at. So try and pull that up. Um, that's Chrome extension. I want to see that in action in a second. Um, you, 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 by the way, I love the the kind of uh, the breakdown of the skills level, because um, how many times as, as recruiters have we get from the hiring manager, I need a strong python developer like what the heck do you mean strong like do you mean like bench pressing 300 pounds strong what does that actually mean um nobody knows the hiring manager kind of knows but he has not he or she's not been able to articulate it to us what it what it means and we end up deploying it to the candidates we say yeah we are strong and then it's like no one knows what strong is so instead you could say okay why didn't ask chat gbt to say okay um why don't you break this down into beginner, intermediate, experienced, expert, whatever category or whatever taxonomy you want to you want to put in. And then you can say, what are the scenarios in which um, an expert um, Python developer would experience or be expected to handle? And then suddenly it brings it to life what that means. Um, and that you'll be able to then get through exactly what the oh, my, my dad's calling me. I'll have to decline that. Um, sorry. Um, that's fine. Um, I will get back to him. Um, so uh, uh, basically, uh, the uh, 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 it's one of those educational factors. It's one of those things that's going to bring you closer to the hiring manager where previously there was a little bit of distance. Um, so so that's a fantastic example. Okay, uh, Marcel, I'll ask you the same thing. Can you kind of pull up the Zapier thing uh, as an example? It'd be quite nice to maybe have a walkthrough of that uh, if we uh, if we get a chance in a bit. So try and uh, pull it out whilst I speak to Ala about some of the stuff that she's been doing. Um, so Ala, uh, tell us about some of your experiments. What's been useful for you? What would you like to tell us? Sure. Um, you know that I like to hang out with developers and uh, I'm always in the Discord channels and the Slack and like listening what they're doing. And I saw more and more messages like, hey, I just fooled the recruiter. I just did my hackering test and I just did my take home test is a chat GPT. So, hey, have a look. And I was like, what, what is happening? And there's more and more messages like that. So um, I know that a lot of test assignments can be found on GitHub, can be found also on Glassdoor. So what I started to do, I started to run this test through the chat GPT and asking my friends like CTO level, super experienced engineers, like, hey, do you think this person will pass the interview? Was the code is good? Was the test assignment good? All of them said it's perfect. It's amazing. So I would hire this person. So it made me really think that um, it looks like, and ChatGPT is hiring more software engineers to become better at coding, uh, that we also, as recruiters, need to keep up and to find the way for a better testing. So all these tests that were done before, so for me, I feel like they're useless. They're not going to give us any good context anymore. And uh, I'm working on the solutions like, 
some kind of you know new ways, new old ways uh, to test um, someone's coding skills, where you probably have to be with the person on the call, or mm. um, it, sh it should be something different. So I don't know yet. Uh, so that's why I'm also using a lot of research to find out um, the pair programming could be a good thing, something else. So, but what I definitely know that uh, it looks like any test assignment could be solved by yeah. ChatGPT already. Yeah, I, I think the, the take-home test is over, right? I mean, the co the cover letter is over. There's no way that's a, that's a viable product anymore. The, the CV is over, isn't it? I mean, you know, I could just throw people. Here's here's a bunch of things I've done, and I could sit, say to ChatGPT, here's the job I'm applying for. Can you reformat my CV in order to be most appropriate for this job I'm applying for? Boom. It's out there in less than like a less than 10 seconds. It takes to type it all out. And then I've got the ideal CV for it. So the CV is kind of out the window. Take home test is gone. I think one thing that's going to be interesting for us recruiters is that we're going to be tasked with trying to move, kind of identify what is a generated response compared to what mm -hmm. is a human response. That's going to be on us. Um, so that there's a little bit where we've got to develop enough skills in this to either identify what's a generated response or be able to test for it in some way. And then the people we pass on to the, to the hiring managers or the clients, they would expect that those people have been validated as at least as far as it's a human production of, of what it is. Um, I don't think you can get away with here's a candidate and then the, later on the hiring manager discovered that CV was generated by this, the test result was generated by that, that's on us. So this is a, mm. it's a big component of our job is now going to be about fraud detection, I think. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Thinking about here, sorry, Hong, because um, you know how OpenAI, then, you know how these university professors started saying they're worried about students using um, using ChatGPT. So they're now using this text classifier thing, which apparently the success rate is only like 26%, right? So it kind of makes me think, is the bit like a commercial product team model in the future is essentially for in-house people like us who are using these products to detect whether or not um, tech tests and, and, and CVs and whatnot are written from chat GBT. So is that the commercial model that the potential you're now thinking out loud? Yeah, uh, we should not fight the technologies for sure. So we should use them and be happy that yeah. uh, ChatGPT just showed us that uh, our testing system is not ideal. So our yeah. testing yeah. system needs to keep up. We need to really be fast and changing that. So that's my main takeaway. So we need to be faster as the technologies yeah. are fast. Yeah, I agree with it. I, I don't think you can, um, uh, uh, there's already software like watermarking. I think OpenAI uh, open is talking about this, but everything can be faked. I mean, you could just pipe it, yeah. you could just wash it through and launder the content into various forms and it will be very difficult for you to figure out. Um, yeah. So, so I, I think that at least the effort required to figure out is going to not be there. We're going to just have to change the assessments in some way um you know it's, it's, it's we can no longer do big components of the stuff that we used to rely on this is good news by the way for testing platforms yeah. you know the likes of uh, codility hacker rank mm -hmm. uh code signal i mean all of those things i think yeah buy stock in them they're gonna be in great shape um okay let's have a let's have a look at some demos in this if we can um let's go to you natalia can you kind of sh do a screen share and have a look at if you go and hover at the top of your screen you should be able to share screen i believe um uh yeah there will be there'll be some option to do that um and uh and then uh, show us what this new chrome extension does i think it would be quite interesting for us to view this 
Yeah, let me just try to pull up my screen. Make sure you click off some of those dodgy tabs, you know. Yes, Barbara, you're quite right. But how can you trust OpenAI to do that? Because uh, fundamentally, they've created the tool um, that is uh, uh, that kind of is you know is doing the generation. I I, I think you can't trust it. It's going to have to the the the, the assessment is going to have to be very contextual to the business yourself. Um, and I think it's going to be more in person or at least real time sync synchronized type assessments. Um, I'm reminded, has anyone seen the film Blade Runner? I mean, I'm sure all of us have, right? The, yeah. the original Blade Runner. What, what's the name of that original test that they tested for replicants? Uh, where they asked questions and you, you kind of looked at your retina or something. Um, but that was the um, that's the kind of the thing I think we're going to have to try and do. We'll have to look at the developer in the eye and then see what's what. Um, how are we doing with this, Natalia? I think it's a little bit you know, it doesn't come up my way. So, um, do you want to keep not... fiddling with that? Maybe, maybe when you should do that, we'll, yes. we'll, we'll switch yes. to Marcel for a sec. Yes, Marcel, can you, can you share screen and let, uh, show us a little bit about what you're talking about with the uh, Zapier? Yes. Let me share my screen. Okay, cool. You can see my screen. Yep, we can. Um, this is, so some simple steps, um, a webhook, which, which picks up the questions of a type form uh, thing, then send it to a prompt in OpenAI, then do some delay because if you send it directly to the email, uh, OpenAI doesn't have time to liberate to, to write the, the text. And then send it to, uh, to a Gmail account. And we share this in Dutch. Uh, so ask some a couple of questions, and then it goes to the prompting. And sorry, this is Dutch, but it, it basically asks um, you act like a professional text writer. I give you some inputs for text. Uh, want to write you a fancy text with um, some uh, some role, a company name. Um, a place where they live, how many hours per week, et cetera, et cetera, and some specifics where you have to be, um, um, have to to take in mind if you write the vacancy text. And it basically comes out with a really good vacancy text, to be honest. That's, that's crazy. So, I, I... And basic, basic, basically you can, put anything uh, in between, um, in, in front and in the end part of ChatGPT. Uh, That's amazing. How did you connect it to OpenAI? I don't, I'm not aware of that sort of uh, uh, process, uh, Marcel. Can it's, you, can you walk us through that? It's, it's just a basic uh, Zapier. Let me check if I can take this. Um, My apps, sorry, let's see. Is is, is it actually, slow? I'm sorry. 
no, is there actually a, so that basically no, there's an open AI um, uh, integration with Zapier, basically. Um, yeah, correct. Oh, I, I, and you I have to put in your you have to you have to put in your your uh, API key where you can get this from uh, openai.com. Yeah, and uh, you can put it here and you can pull anything in between. That's crazy. I didn't even realize it was so advanced. So it's, it's already got an integration with Zapier. So, folks, if you didn't know anything about Zapier, but essentially it is an automation tool that allows you to do, you know, if-then type sort of uh, triggers. Um, so you can set sequences of events up. Um, and, of course, previously, uh, without uh, a generator like OpenAI, it would be, you know, a pretty crude. Like, you'd, you'd have to write templates, essentially, um, but now it seems that with OpenAI, you can give it instructions and it will generate you uh, customized messaging, it looks like. I mean, that's crazy. Um, that is that is like, you know, that's someone's job, folks. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that is like a, a candidate engagement person's job. Um, or it's a CRM. Uh, uh, right now, Marcel has shown us, I don't think there's any money being paid uh, by Marcel, but he's shown us something that is a very sophisticated CRM um in terms of the production of customized email messaging so this is from software which is currently free that's absolutely crazy um so jump, <laughs> i was just gonna jump on this i mean there's no question um yeah. okay marcel that's great you can stop sharing screen now um uh, natalia keep fiddling let me know when you've uh, you, you've you've managed to get something to, to show us in terms of the the chrome even the chrome extension would do um ala let's go to you first um do you have anything you can you could potentially demonstrate um where you could say yeah this is actually quite an interesting technique that you've used uh, the, uh, unfortunately, it's a rounded test assignment through the chat GPT. So basically, I do have only the examples of the uh, solved assignments and send them to the um, experience of two engineers and saying, yeah, I would hire this person. So what I willing to do and maybe um, we will have to have like a search show uh, is to come up with ideas using the chat GPT and uh, the, um, the software engineers that I'm engaged with um, uh, suggestions for the better assignments uh, to test where there's so many AIs are available. So I'm sorry, nothing to showcase because it's like still work in progress. Um, that's totally okay, but but I tell you what, that's a really good idea because I think developers themselves must now be like looking at this and thinking, yeah. how on earth are we going to tell? Um, because look, the entire uh, we're just talking tech here, but the entire sort of tech assessment process that we've previously been using, there's big chunks of that we can't use anymore. Um, uh, you know, like 200 million people are using chat GPT. And if you're a developer going for a job and you're not using it, you're an idiot. Um, do you know what I mean? It's, it's like, oh, if you're a, a student and you're not using this to try and get better at your exam, you're, you're a fool. Um, of course you should be using it. Um, and of course you will. Um, so, uh, it, this is a huge game changer in terms of everything that, uh, that we, we need to be doing. Um, okay, folks, I've just been looking at a time and we're like literally flying through the show as usual. Um, so we might need to move swiftly on because we've got more people to bring onto the show, particularly when it comes down to, uh, uh, things like new product integrations and stuff like that. So, uh, Natalia final shot on this. Um, can you show us the Chrome extension, it'd be good to see that in action if that's possible. Um, 
Yeah, just in the interest of time. So I, I'm shared like the exact link to the video, how to create your prompt. So mm -hmm. basically uh, you just added like a script based on the video that I shared in the chat. Uh, what it, 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 it it gives to you so it integrates your prompts the way you want it so you have your prompt saved whatever the scenario is and you just you know um select your prompt uh, you can uh, there are shared prompts by the community so you can use already you know uh, prompts that oh. are there in the system or you can create your own so for those uh, scenarios that you are running on a daily basis you can have just your own prompts and just use everything perform the task just in one click and that's amazing that's crazy you, you, i remember you know auto text expander you remember that whole thing it's called magic yes. you know when that first came out i thought wow this is so cool it's like this can solve my problems now you've got this thing <laughs> it's like totally like the same mechanics but it's like several le levels of in of, of of intelligence higher than that um imagine if you had a basically a way in which you could just uh record your prompts uh and and according uh, from what you've just said Natalia, there's a community of sh people sharing prompts um so presumably there's lots of humans doing this work for you as well uh which is again just lean on that work this is a game-changing type of scenario okay we have to move on folks thank you so much for not Mar for joining us marcel ala and natalia well, i hope you're gonna hang around and enjoy the rest of the show uh we've got to move swiftly on though um okay uh, folks this is actually a good opportunity um to do something that we always do at the middle of every show uh that is to say uh brain food is uh conversation starting com uh, show it should never be a bottleneck to stop the conversation um so now is the time take your linkedin url and share it in the chat stream and make sure you connect with everyone else who has done the same there's 240 people watching this live on on crowdcast i think there's 170 watching it live on linkedin uh therefore if you just shared if 10 percent of you shared your links in linkedin you'd walk away 30 40 50 quality connections that are interested in recruiting use cases for chat gpt make sure you go and connect with those folks and then continue the conversation with them afterwards when we have to come off air because hey this conversation needs to keep happening um the reason by the way christine that we want to do mm. this show like rapid succession because i suspected we'd get developments like on a daily weekly basis right yeah i mean news are coming out literally every day like alphabets uh, yesterday and their stock price pretty much wiping out however much because um, you know their demo was not working <laughs> you've never seen google panic but they're panicking. no that was a really reactive decision on their part and it didn't work well it was a james webb telescope that they gave the wrong answer to or something right but but they're also they've also come out with a bunch of other new uh, releases yeah. today Strange. Um, so they're almost like at the Elon Musk level of just chucking things out um, because weird. I think they know that they've been sitting on this um, way in advance. Like they, they, If anybody should know how to process text and generate this, it should be them. They've bought DeepMind for Christ's sake. Yeah, um, yeah. And they've had that for ages. So, um, But they've not productized it. And they've got this huge okay. problem with productizing things. Um, and I think it's caught them on the hop. It really has. Yeah. Um, I think ethics and AI was also a big part, right? Like they got called out by so much of the, the ethical and AI usage. Um, yeah. So that probably also hindered their, their, their you know, product roadmap. 
Whereas ah, on on true. OpenAI, they were a startup that was acquired by Microsoft, so they had a lot more agility, I suppose, if you will, without the constraints of a larger company and, and having to deal well, with ethics. Imagine that, exactly. You've got to throw ethics out, folks. If you want to innovate, no. you know, mad scientists, that's the way forward. Um, okay, let's get on with this. Um, I think I was sharing their links, which is good. Make sure you keep doing that. By the way, folks, you've got any questions, use the Ask a Question feature. Uh, we'll get to them to end of the show. This should be a 60 minute, but we're going to go 90 minutes because that's just going to be what it is. Christine, you have to drop out at some point, yeah. I know, which is a shame, uh, but that's all good. Um, uh, but we're going to keep going until the conversation. We've exhausted everything we can. So ask a question if you want to ask a question. If you are watching this on LinkedIn, Twitter or Facebook, just put the question into the comment thread there and I'll try and get to them. There's other people that are going to help kind of pick those questions up as well and we'll ask them towards the end. Okay, let's bring on some founders. You know, we've got some people out there. They're going to demo stuff for us because um, one of the challenges, what I wanted to do is open mic to say, okay, if you're a product maker and you think you've got something cool to show, come on and show it. Um, uh, so uh, we've got a bunch of folks here that are going to try and do that. Let's bring on Amit. Um, Amit Palmer, and then see, it's quite funny when I'm coming to yeah, how long have I got hung? I said, yeah, 60 seconds, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. No one's got 60 <laughs> seconds. Um, but you know what? Let's not have a long story. Let's get straight into the demo and see what you've got. Amit, I've just shared, I've just I invited you on screen. Just accept that and you should be coming on. I forget who else should be coming on. There he is. Amit Palmer, a suitably attired. Hi. That's quite right. Everyone should be swagged up. Um, Amit. Good to see you, sir. Um, why don't you quickly introduce yourself? Who are you? What it is you do, man? Yeah, likewise. Uh, great show. I've been enjoying the conversation. Amit Parmar with Clickify. Uh, gosh, been in talent over the last 17 years, based in New York. Uh, founded Clickify about three years ago. Fortunate enough to actually get OpenAI, and we actually built our product on OpenAI. So super excited about that. Uh, so happy to show you what, what we're up to. Okay, let's do it, man. Why don't you share the screen, um, uh, Amit? I think you can do that by hovering over your window. There should be a, sc a share screen option there. Um, go ahead and do that. Um, and uh, and then sort of uh, see whether you can pull something up. Uh, Patrick, yep, absolutely. We'll bring you on. In fact, uh, this is open mic. So if you have a product and you want to demo it, go ahead and do that. Um, uh, just pipe up on the on the. Uh, uh, the chat stream, and uh, we'll uh, we'll get you on. Okay, uh, Paul Bachelor, yeah, you're coming on as well, Paul. So, so is that is that two Pauls, uh, Patrick and Paul, and I think Sal's going to come on as well. Um, there we go. Perfect, perfect. Okay, what are we right looking now. at? Uh, Amit, talk us through this. All right, so we're we're an employer branding platform. So uh, one of my biggest challenges as a as a TA leader uh was how do i equip my recruiters and hiring managers to tell amazing stories where the candidates are most hanging out right mostly they're on linkedin twitter insta TikTok, and so on so we've created this this employer branding platform where you can create assets so the branding team and the recruiting team work together to create these assets based on your evp and we have these categories that go across and once the content is created then you basically turn it on across thousands of employees within an enterprise they come into the platform and they're able to share amazing stories about their culture, not just jobs. Of course, jobs is one of our categories, but really how do you tell stories aided by OpenAI and GPT? So <clears throat> essentially I'll give you an example. Uh, let's talk about benefits, right? Mental wellness, big deal uh, for a lot of uh, folks out there around the world. So as an employee, let's say I'm passionate about it. I'll just go into the platform, I'll share this 
as an example. And we have this uh, caption generator. So this is a big bottleneck for a lot of people. When they're about to share content, many organizations are very uh, buttoned up, if you will, in terms of uh, content. Uh, so a lot of them actually will, you know, just give recruiters very like generic uh, branded content uh, that candidates can see right through, right? So what we did almost three years ago is partnered with OpenAI to actually start to train the machine based on content for that organization. So your website content, your career site content, your job descriptions. And what we have termed it is our Clio, which is Clickify Engagement Optimizer. It's really powered by OpenAI. And what it does is it'll actually create captions for you. So that's a, that's a big use case for us that recruiters love and, and for your employees, right? So, uh, and it's still learning, right? So it's got machine learning built into it. So if, if you don't like some of the captions, you can actually generate new captions and it'll actually start to track user behavior to see what, you know, what a, what a particular person likes in terms of the captions that's generated by GPT versus not. And they can always edit the content. So we never want to kind of take over the personalization of the content. So what we do is we basically suggest the post caption. And we also have, uh, we're actually training our machine on the images as well. So not just the text, but we're working with OpenAI to actually see what kind of text and images are driving the analytics. So we're constantly feeding the machine with the actual content that's driving the most traffic to your jobs or your career site, wherever you want to drive the traffic to. So that's a that's a quick use case of how we're that's, using it. I think somebody mentioned, sorry, I'll pause there. No, that's amazing. I mean, again, you can see the evidence of this. I think you're absolutely right, Ahmed. Um, the, it's not enough to give your employees the asset um, because things like LinkedIn will say, hey, you've got to comment on it. You can't just link share these days. Um, and it will say, oh, you've got to now say something. I know myself that that's my bottleneck um, because it's like, oh, now I can't, I, you know, what am I going to say? Hey, click here, folks. No, um, you, you, you're under pressure to say something. And then, you know, you get interrupted you, before you know it, you've, you've, you've lost your, your thread. You never get back to it. You clicked off the tab. It doesn't happen. So um, having a way uh, to get this, um, to get AI to essentially help you get it yeah. on brand and get it out there. Boom. Um, I think that's uh, that's an obvious use case. Um, OK, I, mean, I think you can stop sharing screen now. Thank you so much for that example. I think that's wicked. Um, and this is ready to go. Right. People can use it. They can get on with it. Oh, absolutely. We have some amazing brands, uh, MGM Resorts, Baker Tilly, uh, I mean, you name it, uh, Farmers Insurance, uh, mostly in the U.S. at the moment. But yeah, it's ready to roll. Uh, if anybody's interested, check us out, clickify.me. Okay, share the link in the chat stream, Ahmed. Make sure people get in touch with you there. Okay, wonderful stuff. Thank you so much for coming on, Ahmed. Um, okay, next up, let's go with um, Patrick. Patrick, you're up, man. Um Sal, I'll bring you on shortly. Don't worry, mate. Patrick, 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 Patrick Alden. There he is. Boom. Hey, this is an unscheduled. This is an unscheduled demo. I mean, I don't even know what this product is. It could just be something totally off the wall. We have no clue. It's part of the excitement of live shows, Oops, folks. Right <laughs> It's definitely like no demo, like praying to the demo gods that everything's working. It's working great. Indeed. Patrick, how are you doing, sir? Thanks for jumping jumping on, man. Hey, guys. Yeah, hey. No, I was a lot to my camera than I realized. You got a massive zoom in of my face there. Sorry about that. 
Don't worry. Very pleasant uh, experience it was uh, for our viewers there, Patrick. Um, okay, Patrick, why don't you quickly intro yourself, your product, um, and then we'll go straight into the demo. Nice. Can you see my screen? Yep. Yeah. Nice one. Cool. So yeah, I'm Patrick from Prolog. So we're a startup building a next-gen ATS, um, specifically designed for startups, scale-ups, tech companies. And um, we've been in sales for the last year. Um, we've talked to a lot of people on the call in private, um, and this is one of the first things we're doing in public, so it's great to speak to you all. So let's get into it. So yeah, we've built our entire product product um, around GPT um, in various ways. Um, so yeah, I'm going to show you two of those areas today, um, an application review, um, and then a follow-up after an interview. So I'm going to do it live. I'm going to refresh the page so you know there's nothing, no funny business here. This is, this is real. So this is a typical application review screen you're going to see in Prolog. And we've all seen billions of these. We've got some application, we've got some experience. This is actually our CTO who's applied for a job as a full stack engineer here. On the right, we've got this insights panel. Now this is ticking away as I'd be reading this uh, myself as a recruiter. It takes a little time. Right now the APIs can be, you know, take between 10 and 20 seconds to generate um, a response. Once that's come through, what I can see is a list of pros and cons um, for this candidate based on the um, job description. Um, and their profile, right? So obviously I don't want to base all my reasoning on these, but they can help me like enrich areas that I'm not fully um, fully understanding um, or which maybe I've um, missed in the um, profile. Next, once I've uh, picked one of these areas that um, appear on the right, I can actually go ahead and I can either move the candidate stage or disqualify. And what we'll do is we'll actually create a message based on that reason essentially. Um, yeah. And we'll, okay, you can construct a template around this and that message will just appear in the middle or it can generate the whole message. So in this case, we thought we reject you due to your lack of experience using this technology in the job description. We appreciate your efforts and so on. Um, the, and basically for us, this is super exciting because a big part of what we're trying to build towards is really getting that candidate experience for your successful, but also your not successful candidates. Um, absolutely nailed and for us that means that like ghosting candidates sending them crappy stock and um, rejection messages is sort of like no longer necessary and that takes literally 10 seconds to do the next thing i wanted to show you was yeah this is um our um like interview post interview screen that a recruiter would come to to basically figure out what's going on with this candidate so um this is tom he's another applicant um for this uh, job what we've done is we've obviously taken all those interview notes that our um, um, hiring team have assembled and we've generated an AI summary of those notes for the recruiter. So they don't have to kind of fish through all the notes to understand exactly what happens. They've got just a really easy to understand um, uh, concise explanation there. Um, with that, they can actually, let's say this candidate's done pretty well, he's a 4.3, let's progress him. We'll again generate a message and we'll feed some of that information through into the message. So like in this case, this sentence is generated with GPT. So what we're doing there is we're kind of creating more personalization around um, how we um, communicate with our candidates with really very minimal overheads. One thing that's super interesting here is actually because like this is running inside your ATS, we actually include your organization's tone of voice, how you want to speak with candidates, and we put that into the prompt. Um, so you can get really consistent, you know, warm, more professional, whatever your tone of voice is, messages across all your candidates. Um, yeah, I can send that to um, Tom. And then just finally, this is not necessarily ChatGPT related, but yeah, in Prolog, actually, one of the things we do that's super different is candidates actually have a way to view their own application. 
Um, so that would be an email that goes up, but they can also see that um, at the top of their page, which they have passwordless access to, um, to take the next step, which in this case would be scheduling an interview, which they can do here. Um, yeah, that's us. Um, super keen to talk about this more. I'll put our URL in the chat. Um, please come along and have a look. Fantastic stuff, um, Patrick. I love the uh, rapid fire going through the feature set there. That was that was awesome. Um, and, and by the way, folks, I think it's 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 pretty obvious that one of the uh, things that ChatGPT particularly good at is summarizing and and, and condensing information, um, uh, textual information. It's just perfect for that. Um, and if you have something of that type, that's exactly what you should do. Um, okay, Patrick, share the link into the um, chat stream there. Make sure people get in touch with you. Uh, thank you so much for uh, coming on, man. Thank you. Cool. Okay, um, let's uh, keep on going. I'm, we've got people saying, Hong, get me on next because I'm leaving at one. Um, so yeah, I've got to actually bounce now, Hong, as well, um, on, on on that note. Um, it's not even one o'clock, Christine. Are you going to bounce know, early? I'm going to let you walk to the other unit. I can't automate that. Can't get the staff these days. Um, okay, <laughs> listen, Christine. This is totally fine. Uh, good to see you. Thank we'll catch you. up soon, okay? I'll see yeah, you when Yeah, take care. That was so great. Looking forward to um, I'll watch a replay for the rest. But yeah, thanks all. It was great. All right, Bye. take it easy. Cool, cool. Bye. There he is, Alan Walker. Oh, I've got like a big face there. Yeah. Alan, how, how are you? Doing? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm sorry to keep you so long. I know you've got a deadline, so you've got four minutes, mate. Uh, go ahead and show us what you've got, fella. Cool. Uh, very quickly then, why why did I make this? Um, so I'm not a recruiter anymore, but we work with a ton of recruiters at Adair and we're often asked to help solve a whole weird range of different problems. Um, one that came up, the client was said, hey, we want to leverage ChatGPT. I was like, that's a very broad, broad question. What do you want to get out of it? And one of their big challenges was new recruiters recruiting for new roles that they never, ever handled before. Where do they start? So we thought we'd have a little play around and see if we could build a little tool. So um, let me share my screen. So we built this using Bubble, which is a no-code development platform. I wouldn't even call it that. It's pretty much drag and drop. And um, it links to ChatGPT using an API that we initially used a one from bubbles marketplace but then since i've rewritten it because it makes it a wee bit faster because the one thing you're always reliant on is how quickly you get a, a prompt back are you seeing this okay hon yep go ahead mate yeah so in essence we we built this little tool that does four things it can um, generate hiring manager questions so questions for the recruiter to as part of a briefing session to ask the hiring manager about a role that maybe they've never recruited for before um so we can ask a mix of general and technical questions just general questions of technical questions it can write a job description it can write a job ad and it can write some interview questions and i guess the secret source behind this you know anybody could go into chat gpt and to a certain degree generate all of this but i've been using it now for since the beginning of december when it launched and and i think much of the getting the most out of chat gpt is asking it the right questions and asking yeah. it in the right way and that's what I've tried to build into this. So let me just give you a very quick demo of it in action. Um, let's go with uh, short amount of questions. Uh, let's say something really random that I know absolutely nothing about. So let's say we're hiring for a nuclear physicist. I can't spell correctly. There we go. So this is from scratch and live, hence the, uh, the bit of a delay. But I can I can go to a pre-filled in one if that helps, Hong. 
No, I can see it moving. I mean, we, uh, yeah. we, the scroll okay. bar gives us confidence. Yeah, okay. Cool. So there you go. We've got 20-odd questions to ask a hiring manager about a nuclear physicist. So some generic yeah. stuff and some more things that are more specific to actually being a, a nuclear physicist. Yep. From there, we can then go, okay, I like that. I want to uh, write a job description. So similar thing, really. And I haven't done this to sell it, by the way, Hung. This is just something to a certain degree I wanted to play around with and see whether I could build it. I think I, I knocked this up in around a couple of hours. Uh, very and, and, back bedroom stuff. And that's incredible when you think about it because, Alan, I hope you don't mind me saying, but you're not a developer by trade at all. Um, so not, not now, but I actually was before I moved into recruitment like 20 uh, years ago. So I I'm, not, I'm not complete numpty. I thought you were an umpty mate. Um, no, and I was going to give you extra credit for <laughs> being able to produce an app, but actually you're a program. No, you're not. But the point no, is you, you, you must be like quite distant from building apps and, and you can imagine yeah. doing this. It looks like something that anybody with a bit of time, like two, a couple of hours can learn how to do, but this type of stuff, even three years or so ago would have been a product roadmap. You'd have to map this out. You'd have to get developers on it. You'd have to get stuff going on. There was no no code at this level. There was no chat GBT at this level. But here, basically, um, a semi-technical recruiter um, can produce an application that can do all of this stuff. And you can see immediately generation of interview questions, generation of job description. Uh, the, the opportunities are endless. Um, so one, so one really excited to interrupt. One really good example of that is when I was listening to uh, the last panel. Um, one of the one of you guests said, I've forgotten the name. I do apologise, but she mentioned that as well as generating interview questions, you could also use ChatGPT to give examples of good answers for those interview questions. And I thought to myself, that's not in mine. That's a really good idea. Yep. So literally, whilst we we're on the call, I um, added that to it. So I can um, generate the generate the questions first. Scroll bar gives us hope. Oh, it's just, it is a little bit painful, but this is no, no, no. Thing. Listen, listen, mate. I used to remember loading in computer games by a cassette, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, right. so, so I'm I'm all right. I'm all right with a couple <laughs> seconds delay. So, um, yeah. yeah, we get the interview questions there that are specific to that, and then I added this "What does good look like?" button. And it goes back and, so, and gives me some um, responses that I should look for from a good candidate, which I think is just bonkers good. And it I, that's bonkers. about eight minutes to add. Yeah, and when you think about it, I mean, this in the hands or uh, like you think of the learning curve that this will provide a entry-level recruiter, early career recruiter or whatnot, it's mm. just going to accelerate their development so much more. Um, yeah. and, and you know what? The, the next generation of recruiters that come in um, really are going to be so fluent with this types of technology um, that they're going to outperform and outcompete the ones that aren't. Um, and one of the, the key messages I've got to everyone listening to this is that, look, the, 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 the time to be skeptical about ChatGBT was uh, basically December, um, but now it's February um, and we need to get good at it. We need yeah. to get good at this technology because... I don't think it replaces recruiters, but recruiters that know how to use uh, generative AI will replace those that don't. Um, so it's part of the reason why we're committing time to do these shows. Basically, I'm evangelizing over it because I think we need to get, get to grips with it. This is something we need to know. Uh, okay, Alan, listen, thanks for the demo. you got to go, so go. Uh, great to see you, sir. We'll catch up soon, okay? See you soon.
Cool. Okay, Paul, uh, thanks for waiting. We're going to get you on. Sal, please be patient. Um, we're going to get you on in a second. We have Paul, uh, I was going to say bachelor, but he's not because I think he's French. So that's, I won't even uh, want to pronounce this. I'm going to have to uh, allow uh, Paul to uh, uh, to pronounce his own name. I don't want to don't wanna mangle, uh, mangle his surname. So let's bring him on. Um, and I hope he's not in San Francisco either. There he is. Paul, how Hi. are you? Cool, cool. And you? Okay, how do you pronounce your second name, Paul? Paul Bachelier. Bachelier. France. Perfect. <laughs> you can hear it from my accent. I know, I know. This is, and I, I, everyone loves the French accent, particularly the French accent in English. So I did not want to mangle your surname, sir. Um, Paul, why don't you quickly introduce yourself? Who are you? What it is you do? And then we dive straight in. Yeah, sure. So I'm one of the co founder of HireSuite. Originally, we were a tech marketplace based in France, so I've been a recruiter myself for a few years, and we developed a lot of tools internally, so both uh, web tools, but also R&D algorithms, and so we decided to build them inside a IOSuite CRM to provide it to our clients, and that's what I'm going to show you quickly today. So now you can see my screen. So I'm sure most of you know what a CRM is. You, you saw previously what an ATS is. CRM is pretty much going before and after the CRM. So you have your projects, you're organized by projects, you are linked to your ATS. So for instance, here with a greenhouse, you have your contact database that you can search, you can make requests. For instance, I'm filtering on all my technical recruiter in my database. You have your sequences and we'll get back to this part because that's where we put uh, chat GPT, GPT-3, sorry. Our analytics to improve your reply rate, to try and try so much uh, more sequences every time. and but what we noticed is that our clients were still uh, struggling with writing the first sequence because what we recommend is writing sequence with multi-touch points on various sources. Um, so for instance, if you send an email, you can double your reply rate by sending follow-ups. It was hard for our clients to write them. So at first, what we were doing is that we were providing them with a, a library of good sequences with all the best practices we've learned along the way. And, but we've been thinking for a few years already to um, generate automatic sequences. And really, GPT-3 was a breakthrough for us. So we were able to use it. And that's what I'm going to show you today. So it's pretty easy for the user. The results are complex, but it's a really easy interface. You just have to choose the language. So we have different languages available. So we'll start with uh, English on our side. The, the goal of this page is really to write a good uh, sequence for a given uh, job position. So we'll start with a classic tone of voice of casual. For a second demonstration, we can uh, we can go crazier. A classic structure too, an email with two follow-ups. The company description, we I've put the company description of higher suite. And you can copy-paste your job description, for instance. But here, let's just say that I'm looking for a head of talent acquisition uh, in charge of interviewing, sourcing, Sorry for the typo, sourcing and hiring talents. And I can just run it. So in 10 seconds, I've put my inputs. So now it's requesting the OpenAI API. And what's really good is that you'll see a mix of ChatGPT, but also we've spent hours engineering the prompt to feed it with all the best practices you, we've learned. We also have a sourcing guide that I can link in the chat after. And uh, you can follow my, uh, my co-founder, Robin, on LinkedIn is sharing a lot of best practices. What's a good subject? What's a good follow-up? How you should uh, end your, your first email with a question? And here we are, the result in less than 20 seconds. So for instance, you have a, that's what I was saying, you have a good uh, catchy subject. So a chance to lead talent acquisition at higher suite. Then you have token of personalization. So we introduce with the first name. So that's the, the message. 
And yes, even in the chat, you will be able to test yourself after. I'll share, I'll share a link. We've, we've prepared something special for you. So I'm introducing myself. So I'm Paul, my role at HireSuite and a bit of the description. Then there are tokens of personalization. So we've really made the link between uh, GPT-3 and our platform. So we are able to get the job title of the person, the current company, but also the duration of the experience. I show you an example of a real profile after. And this closing question, can I share more information on the role? That's our advice on the first, uh, first be really open, just uh, aim for the yes, and then you can engage the conversation. And if that's not for now, it can be later. What's interesting that I was saying, you should not stop after the first email. So that's a pretty good first email, but you should have follow-ups. So it's not generating a second email, it's really writing a follow-up. So I hope this message finds you well. I'm following up on my previous email about the talent acquisition role. Uh, would you be open to learning more, etc.? And a third one, one week later. So that's a pretty good sequence. We had a lot of discussions in the chat. You should not trust AI 100% every time. You should review it, you should improve it. It's really a, a good basis for you. But let's say that I just saved this one. Now let's get to the second part. Let's source some good candidates. So let's, let's say that I was on LinkedIn. I found the perfect candidate. So I found Hung. I import it with uh, my Chrome extension inside HireSuite. Let me just refresh this page. And now I want to contact him with the sequence we just created together with GPT. So I just add my sequence. And here we are. You'll see that everything is populated automatically. So Hung, the first name is populated. I hope you can read my screen. I'll make a bit of zoom. You'll see that uh, your experience I curate at, as a curator at Recruiting Brain Food is interesting for us. And you've been doing it for five years and a half. So we've been calculating everything for, for you. We've been preparing all the work. What's interesting is that we are not saying five years and four months because that's what a machine would say. That's not what a human would say. So we're making it smart. Five years and a half is uh, much better. And we're connected with the Gmail API. So I can just click the send button and everything will go uh, directly to your to your mailbox. So Hung, right. if you if you're interested. <laughs> I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna I'm on my inbox right now. There we are. We've seen it. A message Perfect. from Paul Bachelier. It says, "Hi, Hung. My name is Paul. I'm CEO of High Suite. That's a lie, but okay. Um, and uh, we uh, created High Suite. Da, 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 reaching out specifically. That is a good email, bro. Thank you. That is a good email. This is and what I was saying. Yeah. So I should have reviewed it carefully, but what I was saying is that everybody can use it now because we've made it, uh, our tech team has, has worked a lot. So thank you to them. They were committing, uh, pushing and committing just before the call. So we can, everybody can access it now. I'll share the link in the chat right after. But if you want a second uh, short one, you can say that Angli is a founder and a recruiting for brain food community. You can have fun with a um, ton of voice. So it won't go as far as a chat GPT, but let's say you want to, to use gangsta rap and you can uh, you can hire a community manager you can run it too and it will be the same it will be so it can really adapt to everything so you can even uh, in the new version you can even see it uh, right in the in the background so it's a really good and you can uh, you can use it yourself uh so with the yo the whatsapp the a real rapper <laughs> You know what, Paul? That's, again, I, I'm I'm, a, I'm simultaneously very impressed, but also thinking, holy crap! You know, 
this is a game changer. Um, and, and, you know, what is it going to do with open rate, for instance? I would anticipate the open rate will significantly improve because the reality of it is you could work out what is the better uh, mathematically, what is the the, the, the the trigger that will increase the open rate. You can even make that dynamic, of course, because that's going to change as things become cliche. So you can keep that dynamic. Um, but I think eventually... Um, recipients will get so overloaded, they're going to end up just collapsing the open rate altogether simply because they're going to think all of the great messages, they're going to end up having a huge issue with understanding what is, basically what I'm trying to say is there'll eventually be a chat, a chat GPT uh, email manager that's going to be a countermeasure against uh, AI generated messaging. And we're going to get a bot to bot conversation going. Uh, that's going to be super exciting. It's going to get, give us some additional things to think about. Okay, Paul, that's great stuff. Um, Paul, why don't you share the link uh, into the chat stream uh, Chat stream there. Make sure people uh, know who you are and can connect with you. Um, I'm sure people are going to be very excited to experiment with this CRM uh, integration with uh, ChatGBT. Okay, cool. Let's keep going. Okay. Um, thank you so much, Paul. We are going to bring Sile on. That's the end of the demos, folks. Um, so Sile's going to come on um, and he's going to show us um, the interview notes. Um, good Lord. I mean, I tell you what, man. I mean, I'm getting to the point where all of these technologies, they've, they're all wows, but I'm, I'm overwowed. You know, I'm getting to the point where, yeah, I expect I expect the magic. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's no longer, it's no longer, yeah. Like I can see the, the, the elevation of expectation of myself just going up, uh, constantly upward. Um, and I think the old technology that was you could get away with six months or so ago, I think will look very, very uh, dated um, very, very quickly. And that includes stuff that um, Brain Food's doing. I'm looking at the Brain Food larder, for instance. Yeah, it was kind of a, okay for a while. Now I look at it and think, holy crap, man. That's gonna look like it's 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 out of it's obsolete. Um, I need to apply something there, and and the people things are gonna happen on that side. So, listen, Sile, uh, thanks for being patient. Um, mm -hmm. Let's have a look at um, AI notes. Explain for us um, what this innovation is for folks who perhaps use MetaView before and they know the basics. Uh, how is this different? How is this an, an improvement? Yeah, sure, we'll do. Uh, and some of you may have seen um, uh, a demonstration. We did this a few weeks ago, but there's a few advancements uh, since then. Hung, just confirm you can see my screen. Okay, is that right? Yep, that's fine. Yeah. Cool. So if you think about what we've seen so far, a few of the demos, not sort of to go through all of them, we saw a CRM, which sort of helps you better engage with candidates at the very top of the funnel. An ATS helps you track those candidates during the funnel and, you know, respond to them by email and this and whatnot when they're in your pipeline. What, what MetaView is all about and what I'm going to show you is all about is uh, understanding what's actually happening with them when they're in process, so actually in the interview process. And uh, the, the new feature we're launching to support this is called AI Notes. Um, uh, there was also a couple of questions actually in the chat before around, well, what's the difference between the summarization of an interview and a summarization that we might get if I just you know used the embedded summarization feature in Teams or some other tools out there as well, which we're going to sort of explore with this as well, which I think is a really interesting uh, concept for the folks on the call and you, Hunt, to sort of get, get your head around, like, when does it make sense to be really use case specific? And what what can you, you know, can you design better prompts because you know what the conversation is supposed to be about? And how does that how does that improve our products in, in this case? Anyway, point is, um, 
With MetaView, we record and transcribe the interviews. So that's always been the case for the last sort of four years or so. You leave an interview with a recording of the video and a transcription, really useful to for various reasons, to make better decisions on candidates, better observability. But if you speak to recruiters and interviewers, a lot of the time they'll see their biggest frustration is the same thing. For a recruiter, it's not really knowing what's happening for the candidates that they they source downstream. They don't understand how their interview went and how to do a, you know how to source better next time. And for the interviewer, they just really hate writing up their interview notes. And actually, interview notes solves both of these things. So if I click on now on the summary tab, what you're seeing here is a is an automatic GPT powered summarization of the interview itself. So MetaView now automatically identifies a sort of thematically what the question asked was, and then constructs concise bullet points of how the candidate answered the question. So you no longer, as the recruiter or the interviewer, have to focus on scribing, uh, you know, what the candidate, how the candidate responds to these questions. MetaView does that for you. Um, one of the really cool things we've we've launched since last time is we now also do the same thing for candidate questions. So we automatically identify what were the questions that the candidate asked the recruiter or asked the hiring manager during the interview. So you, again, as a recruiter, can have a much better summarization of the sort of the sentiment or the, the, the motivations of the candidate because you know the actual questions they've asked about. A final thing that I think is really cool that I want to want to show is each of the way that folks tend to use this feature is, let's say I was the recruiter for this role. This is the final stage interview. I really want to know how they got on. So I dive into the interview summary to see, you know, what did the interviewers actually focus on and that sort of thing. Uh, here I can see they asked about their career ambitions. And actually the candidate gave an answer that actually is not super familiar to me. Hey, I, th I thought they answered it differently when I asked that question earlier in the funnel. I can actually jump to that point in the actual interview now and listen back to that moment. So I can go from having a sort of a very brief summary of the, 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 the conversation. If I want to validate that with my own eyes, my own ears, I can jump to that moment in the transcription or jump to that moment in the video and actually listen back to that. Um, so yeah, really powerful way to just give you a much better understanding in a concise way about what is actually happening in your interviews. So you don't have to take the notes yourself and you don't have to chase up hiring managers and interviewers for, hey, have you got your notes ready? Have you got your notes ready? I really want to know how they got on. Yeah, there's uh, another thing that's occurred to me as well, Sile, is that this type of recording and analysis, I think is just going to be a massive confidence booster for the hiring decision to be made. Yeah. Um, because if you imagine um, back in the day, handscribed notes, they obviously don't go anywhere. Um, they're going to be in the recruiter's hand. The, the recruiter will type something up. It won't be, it'll be like a, a an edited version, a very rough summary of what those notes were. But yeah. there's enough of a of, of a change that the hiring manager can't be overly confident in that. And there'll be a pause, there'll be hesitation. Um, well, not, not just that, Hung, but we have a, we work with some amazing customers and even these like really high performing organizations who've done an amazing job hiring an amazing team. If you look at the time between interview to scorecard written for even the best, some of the best companies on the planet, it's usually averages close to around 24 hours. And in many cases, of course, far longer than that. So what that means is you're having interviewers who are doing an interview in the morning, let's say, getting on with the rest of their work, really focusing on their other objectives, getting pinged by a recruiter saying, hey, like you still haven't written your feedback and thinking, oh, crap, I better write something because they, 
th their main job at that point is to write something so the recruiter gets off their back, not write up a really thorough and accurate reflection of what we discussed in this interview. And yeah. that is a that has all sorts of downstream consequences on the on the quality of, of course, of the folks you hire and the quality of the experience you give the candidates. And that just completely goes away now. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I think that's a really important point, too. Yeah, the trust factor goes up massively. It goes up massively with this and that, that will accelerate. If there's one thing that accelerates the decision making is that because a lot of the assessments that companies do is fundamentally about there's not enough. We don't trust it enough. Therefore, we yeah. put another layer of assessment in. But here you've collected the assessment. You've analyzed it. You summarized it without too much yeah. of a human hand, without the administrative load. And then suddenly I think decisions get made much more quickly as a result. Yeah, which, um, which actually I think that's and I think there's all these downstream really sort of things that can impact the decision a lot. I'd still say the vast majority of the feedback we're getting is just great. I don't have to write this now. That's like really, really awesome. And I can focus on doing other things. That's still like the, the, the emotional reaction we're getting is much more tactical. It's like, great, I'd have to do that. Um, uh, another sort of tactical thing that I think is important though is how you can start to use this to create the baseline of the scorecard. So I think what we've got here is not necessarily, hey, this is your scorecard, don't write the scorecard because you still want your you know, your trusted lieutenant sort of perspective on should we hire this person? Metaview's not doing that, nor would we nor would we want to, but it is providing you the sort of, it's moving the job from one of like starting with zero and having to create a whole synthesis of the conversation to actually starting with 80% of the content, you edit out the bits that you don't want, you add your recommendation or your interpretation where it's needed and just actually focus on the things that you, the human being are really valuable for and let Metaview uh, do the rest of it. Yeah. It, it, again, I think MetaView it marries perfectly, perfectly with ChatGPT. Um, it, it's just a, it's a crazy alignment on this. Um, so thank you so much for that uh, demo. And um, you can use this already, can't you? I mean, what's the, what's, what's the deal yeah. with this? Yeah. So uh, if you're a customer already, of course, you're probably using it. I've seen a few folks in the comments saying that they're, they're super enjoying it. So thanks for that. Um, so yeah, customers, it's part of our, it's part of our sort of existing tier as it were, it's part of our existing package. So that's fine. If you want to give it a go, then if you head over to metaview.ai slash notes, you can get started with five interviews for free. Um, so just to give you a taste of the, the magic essentially. Um, so yeah, definitely recommend you, you give it a go. It's incredibly lightweight to get set up initially. Um, you can literally have your sort of interviews. If you had some later this afternoon, you can have them uh, with these sort of magical AI notes. Uh, it, it's really sort of easy to get going. Yep. And by the way, folks, um, it, TA needs to demonstrate its facility with this type of new technology and add more value to the hiring process. That's very clear as far as I'm concerned. Um, so um, if there's an opportunity to use tooling of this type, go ahead and grab it. Uh, Sal, thanks so much for uh, your time and spending with us. Um, um, go ahead. Can I just say one more thing? I just remembered I, I, made the, I made the point that a few of the folks had commented or asked about, hey, why wouldn't I just use a, a stat like uh, uh, chat G uh, GPT embedded in teams. So the big reason why you'd want to consider not just using an off the shelf summarizer, which is now becoming, you mentioned it's one of uh, sort of open AI sort of real strong points, real use cases, summarization is us being aware that this is an interview creates a lot of uh, valuable, um, uh, it creates a lot of value. One, it means we can summarize the conversation in a way that is contextual to knowing this, we're mainly trying to learn about the candidate here. The per this person who we've identified as the candidate, because we've identified them in the ATS as the person who is the candidate, is the person we're looking to learn about. So our summarizations are not just meeting summarizations, they are interview summarizations. 
And the second thing is, and other things like picking up, well, this is a candidate question. So you're interested in other, you know, that's a, that's interesting for a different reason. So the, the quality of the summary is much better when you take a use case specific approach. And then the second reason is workflow. So the fact that you can push these, these, these summaries or snippets of these summaries directly into your applicant tracking system um, the fact that your recruiter gets in, uh, if you're if you're a recruiter and you decide to roll this out in your pipeline, so downstream your hiring managers and interviewers are using it, you're going to get a notification saying, hey, there's another summary available for this candidate on this on this uh, rec. Uh, makes this much more um, it's that all those use case specificity makes it much more powerful for well, in our case, recruiters. I agree. I think uh, an interview is a very specific kind of meeting. Um, it's very, very different, um, uh, just in terms of the purpose of it, um, and, and the context of it. I mean, the, it's, it's, it's not like an internal meeting. It, it literally, uh, is what is trying to transition someone from external to internal. Mm -hmm. So it's very specific. Um, so yeah, I think that's additional context. Uh, Sal, uh, great, uh, demo. Great to see you as well. Uh, let's catch up soon, man. Yeah, let's do it. Cheers, man. Bye. Cool, folks, we're nearly there where we have the final stage, the final part of the show, uh, which is now uh, we're going to bring on the old heads. That's right. Um, the only people coming on here are bearded and bald. That's the new that's the, the new hiring criteria uh, for the final uh, part of this show. Uh, these are all the people uh, that essentially are going to doomcast our way to the end of it. Um, so we've got, we've got Matt as well. Uh, where is he? There he is, Sussex Matt. There's Adam. How are you doing, Adam? Well, how are you? I'm very well, mate. Very well. well. In fact, I know I know how you are. I've been with you for the last hour and 23 minutes. Yes, thanks for watching, mate. And is that a Spurs top there? I mean, what's going on? Have you changed your tune? Is Rangers out? Uh, what's going on? I just liked the top. I bought it a few years ago because I liked it. Yeah. Did, doesn't he look like a, a, an extra out of Tron or something? Um, uh, <laughs> that's it very sci-fi you just need some glow sticks and you'd, you'd be there um all right um we've got matt as well adam why don't you quickly introduce yourself everyone knows you anyway but maybe there, there's new stuff to know so wh who are you what is you do man uh so yeah i'm adam gordon i've been in recruitment since 1999 i've been in recruitment technology since 2015 2016 um and i build recruitment tech Although not at the moment, but I might do in the future. Indeed, indeed. That's to come, isn't it? You've got exciting things to bring us in in the near future, and we're, we're waiting for that. We've also got Matt Burney here. Matt, great to see you. Um, I understand you haven't been well. Great to see you looking fit and healthy. Hopefully your health issues have uh, concluded and you're back and fit with us, mate. Well, yeah, my voice still sounds absolutely terrible. I, I, for everyone listening, I'm just recovering from pneumonia and pleurisy, which has been horrendous. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this is the first time I've actually spoken to large groups of people in quite some time. Um, oh, good Lord. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not been fun, man. Not been fun. Well, Matt, I mean, if you're struggling to speak, don't strain yourself too much. I'd hate for you to uh, get yourself into a bit of bother, but great to have you on the show. Can you quickly introduce yourself? Who are you? What it is you do? So uh, yeah, I'm Matt Burney. I've been in the recruitment industry, God, yeah, about the same time as Adam, really. Uh, I think 90, 98, 99 was my first sort of venture into recruitment. Um, I've worked all over the world, worked all sides of the table. Um, and currently I work as an internal consultant um, with Indeed. Um, yeah, basically sort of uh, looking at data, recruitment trends, recruitment technology, all that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, hopefully I can add a bit of perspective. I've been talking about this subject for a really long time as well, you know. Fantastic. And we've got Martin Redstone as well, who is trying to get on, but unfortunately he's not been able to do that. 
um let, let, let me what's wrong with martin he's all right isn't he why is it no i'm saying he, he could you you forgot to invite him the last time and now he can't get on the next i time. didn't i didn't forget i actually i did uh and i do beg your pardon and i want to get him on because he has been like the man on conversation at ai like every yeah. beginning so he needs to come on uh martin i've just tried and reinvited you there so hopefully you can come on to that um all right folks we, we, the reason why we're on here is to kind of long cast this um and 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 get, give it a longer view than we've seen we're obviously very excited about chat gbt we've seen some great use cases there he is martin reston great to see you mate hello um martin quickly introduce yourself who are you what is you do yeah sure so i'm martin redstone i've been in recruitment not as long as the other two uh but i've been in recruitment for just over 17 years um but for the last six years i've been in conversational ai for recruitment um and um for the last few months, actually, well, I'm, I'm a conversational AI consultant. Uh, I now work with Europe's largest conversational AI consultancy, Vui.agency. Um, and I'm also on the side, the founder of Bot Jobs, which is a, uh, a job board for conversational AI based roles. Indeed. There we go, so, in, a nutshell. in a nutshell, and great to see you on the show. Uh, have you noticed, folks, great there's a the theme? Everyone's bald with beard. Um, Adam's got a toupee um because he is bald um he won't turn some, around to see the backs <laughs> there was somebody else that was bald that was going to come on as well and i forgot who it was um alan, anyway, was on earlier. Yeah. alan 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 walker of course anyway folks we're going to long cast this um we're excited about the technology there's going to be obviously a buzzy period recruiters are going to get excited by it but what is the prognosis longer term how are you seeing with bill guest today just come on and say listen this is going to change the world um what are your thoughts on 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 this technology is it going to change the world and if so how uh, and how how is it going to affect our industry um thoughts on this let's go with you first matt well i think if you look at all of this it's, it's also worth thinking about context and thinking about the history of how we wind up where we are uh i mean you mentioned earlier that there weren't tools like this around four years ago well actually there were they were kind of really, really hidden and they were really widely available, but they weren't as good as what we're seeing now. It required a bit more work to do this. And if you wanted to go and create a company, a person, an interview, a job advert, you could do all of that. It's been around for a really, really long time. Accessibility is what has changed more than anything. Um, I don't know if you remember things like um, this person does not exist. I used to, I used to do a, mm -hmm. a presentation about this person doesn't exist and then there was the natural progression of this company doesn't exist this cv doesn't exist this interview doesn't exist they were all out there and they all kind of worked and if you played with them you could get them to do similar things to what we're seeing now so with generative ai being where it is now i think we're kind of we're at that tipping point right so everybody's now got access to something everybody can start using it i think the question is how does that get used better in the longer term and what does that mean for things like authenticity so my, one of my biggest kind of red flags around all of this is um when you think i could create a fake company with a fake board and a fake evp and i could i didn't do this i know other people who did put that company onto linkedin and then you could catfish people into jobs that didn't exist and put them through an interview process online that didn't exist that's a real authenticity problem and you know i know people in law enforcement who were saying this is actually a big fraud problem already 
that's a bit far out there but there is a question around okay so i could go and create um my company page i could put my employer brand together using a chat tool great well how authentic is that you may have put a few parameters into it but the authenticity piece has gone further and further away you mentioned that piece about email as well with people getting a huge amount of email coming in and okay so how do i deal with that volume of email well getting your own chatbot to do that is a thing it was a thing some time ago i don't know if you remember esther crawford um the woman who now works for twitter i forget where she was previously um she built a chatbot to sit on her phone to answer all the recruiter inquiries that she got and then she stuck it on her email everything else and she found after a while that it was bot to bot conversations she was having back then and that's pre-pandemic so this is already happening and it's going to get kind of worse so i think there's more to come um you know if you look at things that i saw yesterday uh, generative ai for video amazing absolutely amazing stuff um i've not played around with it yet i'm really looking forward to playing around with it um, but there's problems within that as well so if you go and create a, an employer branding video that doesn't have real people in it and doesn't have a real office in it those are all future problems that i see that we're going to have with this one of the other things that i think is going to come along is legislation's a, a big problem it never catches up with tech we all know this um we've already seen with generative ai for art that it is actually copying artists. There was a lot of stuff that came out this week where subtle changes in a, an original image, but it's the original image that's being used because that's how it learned. The obvious question for this is, is it gonna do the same for text? So if you think if you've written a book or you've written some training material or you've written something about your company and you say, I'd like AI to write something about my company, well, does it go away and steal it? How do you not know that this is somebody else's content? So we're at that tipping point it's great it's very exciting what's going on at the moment but there needs to be some caution and a bit of rationality don't don't believe everything you get given ai isn't isn't the be all and end all is is kind of like, i guess where i think we're at now is uh play with it get involved in it yes there's lots of really good stuff that you can do don't underestimate how lazy people can be though that's, that's one of the big problems right um and then when we're thinking about how we go forward how do we create authenticity within this? Because that's that's where problems I think are going to lie. I know how to do that. Authenticity, um, basically make mistakes, like put a deliberate mistake in, um, because AI will never do that. Um, yeah. do, do you know? Um, uh, do you know how you can tell a, a genuine hand-woven Persian rug compared to something that's mass-produced? It's got a flaw yeah, in it. Yeah, there's flaws in. It's a deliberate mistake in every hand-woven Persian rug because the weaver will make a deliberate, conspicuous error in the rug so that you know it's not being machined. And I think that's what's going to happen. We're going to have an artisanal approach to employer branding. In other words, if you go to an artisanal coffee shop, the reason why it's not a Mackey D's type of thing is because, you know what, all the pastries look slightly different because it's literally being made by hand um it's artisanal because it's imperfect and we'll pay for the imperfection because that means it's a human hand and we're going to revalue imperfection it's going to basically be almost like uh, a recognition of the, the 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 value of labor compared to uh the value of the market um so so i think that's how we're going to do it um this is by the way why live streaming is better than overproduced video because it's chaos it's a mess um and it's real
that's that's how it's going to be. Um, but anyway, Matt, you've you've mentioned really interesting things. Um, the the legislative slide. I want to uh, step away from us for, for a second. But it is very, very important. It could be a big showstopper. What I think could be a conversation we need to have is where do we stand on that? Um, because I can totally understand from the content creator's point of view that, yes, this is a huge problem because guess what? Artists, musicians, tech copywriters, all of that stuff, they're definitely going to be in the, the frame of being disintermediated um and they they within their rights to fight for their futures but at the same time from a, a user perspective it's like you know what suddenly i'm getting more access uh to all of this stuff that previously i would not have been able to get access to um and should we deny that to the users either i think there's a big ethical uh, issue here and it's not always on the side of the creator uh but anyway that's uh, something we should talk about um uh, later let's go to you adam man what are your thoughts on this i know you've been studying it particularly having transitioned out of a business as well. So your mind is open. You know, you, I'm sure you've been exploring it from an entrepreneurial point of view. What's your lens right now in terms of where we're at and where do you think it's going to go? I've got two predictions. Uh, the first is that uh, a very large number of recruiters are going to become extinct. Um, and that's because uh, if you take the people that listen into recruiting brain food, the people that have been participating in this show, they are massively ahead, not just on things like open AI, but on all forms of how to use technology to become more productive and successful. Uh, many recruiters who are doing things man manually today are, are simply going to go the way of the dodo. So that's, that's, that's one prediction. And there will be a much smaller number of recruiters in, in five years and in 10 years than there are today. So that's, that's my first one. And then my second one is there are, there is a, your audience here, <clears throat> the people who participate in recruiting brain food, are also typically in smaller organizations. There's a big startup group that, that's, you know, followers of this tribe, etc. So I think that we are talking about this in the context of what can, a lot of the demos that we just saw. Absolutely brilliant. HSBC can't use any of that technology or most of that technology. They're not going to equip you know, 500 global recruiters with the ability to self-generate things, especially if they are automatically programmed to put spelling mistakes into the employer brand. So there's going to be a very big difference between what can be done by a London or Amsterdam-based tech startup you know, recruitment team of three people versus what can be done by BP. You know? So I think that's something else that we're going to... And we're going to see two different... We already see it. We already know there's, there's like at least two very distinctive types of recruiters. There's the ones who still wear a suit and have to do a lot of things by the book and can't use most of this technology and are on workday or success factors and have very, very limited tools at their disposal. And then there's the others who can hack their way to the moon in order to get the right candidate to sign on, you know, the dotted line. So that's my two kind of predictions on what's likely to happen. Wow, big, big. Let's let's take them one at a time. I think the great audience, this is to you. Um, Adam made the assertion that there'll be significantly less of us around in a period of time with the use of this technology. Do you agree with that assessment? And if so, what is the shrinkage in terms of the overall market size? 
Um, I think the, the 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 latest figures, I'm going with Irina here, who did a LinkedIn search on this. So uh, uh, people who use LinkedIn and use English language, essentially there's 2 million people that call themselves recruiters or talent acquisition folks. Uh, so if there's 2 million people like in 2021 doing the job, how many are they going to be in five years time? Um, is there going to be 1 million? Is it 500,000? Is it 100,000? What are your thoughts? Let me know in the chat stream. How do you do you agree with Adam that the the overall numbers of recruiters doing the job is going to shrink? And if so, how much uh, by what is the the new number going to be? Um, let us know in the chat, folks. I'll be interested to know. And if you disagree, by the way, let me know also in the chat and why you think that is the case. Um, what are your thoughts on this, Martin and Matt? Do you think the size of the recruitment numbers the absolute volumes of recruiters are we going to shrink yeah i mean you know adam's nailed it hasn't he the the, the manual recruiters we all know that they exist there's tons of them right um you know sorry Martin. <laughs> no no it's fine I, so i I'm, I'm going to agree i think that um I, I think rather than just kind of disappear into thin air i think what we'll see is a lot of recruiters that are that are kind of side side moved into different types of roles like you know, yeah. prompt engineering for recruitment like ai training etc 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 so i think whilst we've got these fantastic tools that are going to replace a lot of the the mundane grunt work we're going to have to have people in place who know how to how to set up use manage curate etc 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 so i think that not only is it going to what, what was the saying yeah ai won't replace won't, won't replace people, but it will replace people that don't use it. So, you know, mm -hmm. it will, it will move down that way. Um, but it's, but, you know, there, there's been lots of reports out, you know, a couple of years ago, the OECD kind of brought out a report around the opportunities for automation and what that means in the workforce of the future. But as we saw in the industrial revolution and other, other and other revolutions, it creates more jobs than it replaces. Um, and so I think we'll see that with this as well is that, you know, and it's not, I'm not going to be a doomsdayer and, and say this is going to happen overnight, but slowly, 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 we'll see new jobs being created that we haven't even thought about. And, you know, I, I've been talking about prompt engineering for a couple of years now, but we're now starting to see it as an actual role. And there's there's other jobs as well. So it's, it we'll start seeing jobs happening within our industry that aren't there right now, that people are going to move into, because we still need people that are able to to do the do when it comes to this kind of technology. Well, it's already so, happening. There was no such thing as a talent, a talent operations team within an enterprise, you know, recruitment exactly. uh, organization five years ago, and now there is. They look after the processes and the tech and all that type of thing. So, you know, it's already been happening, but it's going to happen faster. Yeah, we've got Marcelli saying fifty percent shrinkage. I think uh, Adam, you're probably even more aggressive than that. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I mean, my views are. Uh, a little bit, yes, it shrinks as it is, but I do suspect there'll be more competition, maybe, and perhaps there'll be, I think, more, more, more recruitment companies will emerge. It could just be one man, one person bans. I think suddenly it becomes a much more viable and competitive option, because yeah. if you can imagine a one person recruiter that's highly skilled with generative chat um, and and generative AI, that person's walking around with the firepower of effectively a ten person team um they they can compete um and i think that's going to have a big big impact uh in the market the buyer of the services should get more variety um so very very interesting on that side uh, as well one thing to to take into consideration i, I just saw alan mentioning this um and i agree 
Um, I actually think you're a little bit wrong there, Adam, in that big companies are not going to adopt this kind of technology. Um, if you look at, I mean, I, I work with the, the largest employers that, that work on the Indeed platform. When I talk to hiring leaders, they're already saying, can we start talking about, you know, what what can we do around AI? You know, the the gold rush for chatbots happened a while back, but everybody said that doesn't go far enough. And when you think about the investment that's going into recruitment, there is a lot of investment there. We've never had a tighter labor market than we have now. Even if we think we might lose, I don't know, let's say 20% of the jobs that are available in the market now due to recession, which could I arguably happen, we're still going to be 25% above that pre-pandemic baseline. So competition is still there. So it's incumbent on the recruitment leaders to use technology to get to that hire as quickly as possible. And I think that's really what we're talking about here. How quick can they do that? And implementation, sorry, just to, to finish up on that, implementation has changed radically. Pre-pandemic, how long did it take us to get an ATS put in? God, years, terrible, nightmarish process. Pandemic comes along, suddenly everybody can go, oh yeah, I can turn that around in a couple of weeks. And the same thing's kind of happening now because companies are going, okay, even if we're looking at recessionary effects, we've still got a need for people and we've still got a desire to use technology. So I don't think it'll be the BPs of this world, but I think when you look at high volume hiring organizations, they're already putting these kind of processes in place. They're already looking at this technology and I think we'll see it happen pretty quickly. Yeah, very, very. I, I, I don't disagree with that. I think I think what what I was what I was really meaning was you're not going to get Citibank just going, oh yeah, fine, use ChatGPT, no problem. Just just create some new job ads. That's not that's not happening today, and that's not happening in 2024 either. Yeah, I think compliance I, will basically be a stopper for a lot of these businesses, particularly if, if people uh, we're talking about the legislative side. Is it even legal to use this? Imagine if you're BP, you deploy something or you allow your recruiters to go out and run a mock. Suddenly there's a lawsuit that actually using this technology is copyrighted, this, that, and the other. All of your content is actually now all over co-branded that is now copyrighted that are subject to copyright it's a nightmare so i, I totally agree I, what will happen though i think it will mean that these bigger companies will be out competed um for certain types of candidate um because the the, the tooling is is is, is going to have an impact they'll have to compete for other reasons but compete on size scale you know brand cachet all stuff which is still very very powerful very competitive um martin let's go to you um again long view you know where, where is this going where's where where are we as recruiters uh well okay so so i'm coming at this from a slightly different thought process because i've been kind of playing around with large language models since microsoft uh, sorry facebook's first kind of blender bot came out in 2020 um so i'm i'm kind of moving that to one side and and actually thinking about the bigger picture of what ChatGPT has had the biggest impact on uh, and why it's so it's been so crazy in terms of its uptake. And that's actually, from my perspective, the fact that what OpenAI have done is put a conversational interface on the front of their technology. Uh, and that's why it's been so readily accessible. That's why it's called ChatGPT, basically. Um, and that's why it's been so readily accessible to people because they've thought, actually, what's the most intuitive way to allow people to use our technology you know, as people have shown in the technology demonstrations and Marcel with Zapier is that is that you can access the technology using APIs, integration, other technologies, et cetera. But the most intuitive way that you can provide access to a technology is through conversation, 
because it's the most intuitive way that we communicate with people around us. Why can't it be the most intuitive way that we can communicate with technology? So my long-term thought process is that if you're a um, if, if you're a technology vendor in our industry, then you should be thinking long and hard about putting a conversational interface on the front of your technology because the speed of productivity will be a lot quicker. People don't have to then start learning an interface. Ultimately, the whole point of a conversational interface is it's an interface that understands you rather than an interface that you have to go and learn. So if I was thinking about this strategically as a, as a technology vendor, yes, it's nice that you can implement GPT and, and other lang large language models into your back end to you know, make synopsis and all those kind of things. But actually think about why chat GPT has been so popular and has been so quick to you know, the fastest millions of, of users in any technology kind of history is because of the conversational interface, because they have allowed their technology to be accessed by the masses in a very intuitive way. Right. Any designers watching this show, any graphic designers, user, user interface folks, switch off now because I want to say something terrible. I think ChatGBT ends design. I think it, it just ends it uh, because if you think about the value of design, Chat, Chat GPT ends design. Yeah, conversational interface is essentially design free. That's the idea. Uh, well, the reason no. why we put design. <laughs> no, uh, let me finish my point. No. I'm, on, I'm on the soapbox here. When you think about design, the reason why you need skilled designers in the pre-Chat GPT world is because you're trying to architect complicated bits of information in such a way that it's accessible. But what a conversational interface does is get rid of that complexity by just putting an input box in there. Um, so really, all you need is an input box. Uh, the, the design choices are things like font and palette. That's it. Um, and that's only where, as we're still typing in. Once we move into voice and start talking to the damn thing and it spits stuff out, boom, design is gone. Okay. You, you, I'm, you presumably I'm... mean open AI because chat GPT doesn't do imagery at all. No, no, no. What I'm talking about is the ch conversation interface. So ChatGPT I mean, is, is the exemplar that has, I think, changed the into the paradigm of design because uh, you don't need you're, design. You're, 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 you're gonna you're gonna start my range off again, hung with that kind of comment. Triggering, um, but... triggering. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so basically, so 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 let me just uh, you know a, a sixty second thing. Um, there is a whole um, UX um, subdomain of conversation design. Uh, and it's it's extremely uh, technical and, and takes a lot of training and a lot of um, and actually I'm a certified conversation designer as well. So so I, I agree with you to a point in terms of that kind of graphical UX design. But actually, there is a subdomain of UX design which is conversation design. And actually, it's not as simple as just putting a text box in there. Um, but I agree with you to a point in terms of that large scale kind of but conversation design. Though is about the is, is about the responses though. It's not it's not about the yeah. the, the, the it's not about the stuff on the screen. Uh, but anyway, we'll, we'll talk about, hey, hey, listen, I, I, I appreciate I've taken a marginal position. <laughs> and 99% of the people listening to this, are sees this. Who is this idiot? I get it. Okay, we've got to go to the questions, folks, because we are running out of time. By the way, the, some of the demo folks have just they've been texting me saying, yeah, hung about 70 people have just signed up to my product. Um, so, yeah, everyone's like totally into it. Um, get get to it, folks. You might as well dive in. Um, okay. Okay. Um, 
before we dive into questions, actually, no, we're diving questions now. We'll finish with the last question in the, in a bit. Let's go here. Oh, Laura said, I get an error message every time I register in this one. Is it just me, Laura? I really hope it is um, because we've been talking for two hours and I hope people have been able to see this. Um, anyway, Laura, if you get in touch, I'll send you the um, the, uh, the, the the sort of recording for this. It should be fine. Okay. Sarah says something interesting. Is it possible to upload a document with information um uh, into chat gbt without i mean you can cut and paste it but i don't think chat gbt is able to access links yet is that correct correct me if i'm wrong no you're right no. yeah you completely you right. can't do it yeah i, I guess it, it might do soon but you can't do that okay uh so sorry there's also said, a limit to the number of i was gonna say you can copy and paste something into chat gbt but there's a limit on the number of characters you can copy and paste in yeah. as well so there's two thousand character limit isn't it that's right, that's right. So, yeah yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, okay, so some of these questions we've already dealt with, so I'm gonna have to skip them. Um, does MetaView handle other languages? Um, I don't know, but Colin uh, will get into your style. I'm sure he'll be able to uh, uh, interact with you there. Um, uh, Isabel, we've already answered that. I think just look at uh, MetaView. Um, oh, I had the time conversion. We've finished the questions. Uh, sorry, folks. Um, questions are over. So we'll go, go to the final question for our wise heads here uh, before we end the show. Final question is, okay, I'm a recruiter. Okay, I've listened to all of this. I'm excited. I'm also worried. What do I do? What like give me give me the what I what do I do tomorrow in order to uh, make sure that I'm competitive uh, the the day after? Um, thoughts on this, Adam? You want to go first? Subscribe to Recruiting Brain Food. Keep turning up for uh, Brain Food Live and uh, raid the Brain Food Larder. Yep, there we go. Which is going to have a conversation interface, by the way, because you know what. Everything that was in conversational interface is now obsolete. Uh, okay, Matt, go. What's the uh, the a bit of advice you're going to give to a recruiter watching the show? Right, I'm going to say I'm in the position of, of one of my first jobs in recruitment. You know what I would do? Steal everything and use as much as possible to get ahead over everybody else in the room because uh, that's what everybody does in their first job in recruitment. Make money. Yep, dive in. And folks, a lot of people have lost work, by the way, and are on the market, etc. I, I, yeah. I totally get it. You should go and like, uh, you know, do what you can to get jobs and stuff, but carve out some time to learn this. Um, yeah. You might actually find yourself in a position where it's an advantage to have a little bit of spare time. Because if you're operationally working under resource recruiting team, you're under pressure, you might struggle to actually explore these tools. Whereas if you're out of that pressure for a second, give yourself a week, a couple of days, get deep into this stuff and you'll be uh, just up level your skills uh, as you enter into the next role. Um, okay, Martin finishes off here. What's the one bit of advice you give to recruiters here? Well, apart from, um, from apart from Adam's um, sound piece of advice, which was going to be my answer, um, I would say to experiment, to tinker and to play with things, with technology. Um, we've seen through some of the demonstrations that we've seen today um, that you don't need to be a developer. You don't need to be a software engineer to get on top of this technology. Um, so when you've got the time, tinker, experiment and play with it. Get used to it and get comfortable with it because it's coming whether you like it or not yeah fantastic stuff honestly um, so can i just quickly quickly add something to that honestly i like they're not on here so i can say it right if i look at my friends all the same age as me like my friends from school the ones who are like me who are interested in this stuff they appear to be their age the ones who like barely know how to use their phone they appear to be about 25 years older than the rest of us <laughs> seriously stay stay young i totally agree with you yeah stuff. 
stay young, buy Hybrid. a pair of Crocs and get into chat GPT, folks. That's the way to do it. Um, this is the route to immortality. Um, right, folks, Absolutely. we have to finish. I'm 70 it. years old and I use technology every day. <laughs> That's it. Everyone here is already nudging uh, 85 plus. We're still here. Uh, okay, folks, that's it. We have to get off the screen. I think we're going to get kicked off by Crowdcast anyway because we've gone to nearly two hours. Um, listen, thank you so much for our guests here. Too many to thank, but uh, our final old heads. Uh, we should actually do this as a regular. I like the idea of getting some ball folks in. <laughs> <laughs> have to just work the lighting a, out a little bit. Yeah, just the doom casters are to, to the end. So, uh, Martin, great to see you, mate. We'll catch up soon. All right. Um, uh, great Matt, to wonder, Cheers. Wonderful to see you. I'm glad you're Thank feeling you, better. Mate. Take care of yourself, mate. We'll catch up soon. Um, and Adam, listen, great to see you, mate. Um, uh, I'll be uh, back in uh, back in uh, HQ soon enough. So look forward to catching up with you then, mate. All the best to your mom. Yep, she'd be okay, mate. Thank you very much. Cheers. Wow, that wasn't that great, folks. Um, by the way, I've, I've got loads of people trying to connect with me on LinkedIn. So thank you very much for doing that. However, I've hit the connection limit and I can't actually add any more people without deleting a bunch of people, which is actually a really difficult thing to do. Uh, so if you want to, uh, you can follow my account if you want there, which I think is more or less the same thing, or subscribe to the newsletter, uh, which you can find on recruitingbrainfood.com and email me once you've subscribed. Basically, I'm happy to co uh, have conversations with any people uh, in the subscriber community. Um, okay, that's about it, folks. Hope you've enjoyed it. There will be a part three of recruiter use cases for Chat GPT, and it's going to be about the problems with Chat GPT. Um, we're going to talk about ethics. We're going to talk about legislation. We're going to be talking about hallucinations. Uh, we're going to be talking about, okay, what are the perceived and predictable problems we have once we start implementing this into our work and into our lives? It's going to have a different flavor, but I think an important one to end this mini series uh, on this uh, GBT series. So make sure you follow the channel on Crowdcast for that if you want to keep up to date. Um, we'll be back next week, folks. Uh, we are going to be back on two separate dates. Uh, Tuesday, Valentine's Day. I have a date. I have a date with Mark Chaffee, CEO of Hacker Jobs. He's going to join us for Founders Focus, episode 36. That's going to be on Tuesday, 12 p.m. Uh, GMT. Make sure you sign up for that. He is one of the smartest and funniest uh, <laughs> CEOs in the game today, uh, and uh, and it's going to be a great conversation. And on Thursday, we're going to switch from Friday to Thursday next week because we're going to be talking about hiring in Saudi Arabia and the Gulf states. It's part of the Brain Food World Tour, folks. Uh, our mission to essentially speak to local recruiters about the universal challenges of recruiting. Uh, we hear a lot about a lot of regions, but you know what? We don't hear it centered from the people that actually work and live in those places. So we have got local Saudi recruiters, local Kuwaiti and, and, uh, uh, and Qatari recruiters are going to join us. They're going to talk to us about what their challenges are and how they go about their job. Uh, so I'm sure you'll learn something from that. Make sure you sign up. It's going to be on Thursday, 12 p.m. Uh, GMT. Okay, that's about it, folks. Uh, thanks for watching. Hope you've enjoyed the show.